Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... Rob, how you doing, man? I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. As usual, I'm in the car, as you probably can hear. Perfect. I mean, we, we probably are one of the few podcasts, if not the only, that we're usually recording while being en route, mm. going somewhere or getting back from somewhere. Yeah, we I think it adds the... to our content. It does, it does. Uh, I mean, we can have live information from M25, for instance. I can exactly. tell you things that are happening as, as we, we go and along. People can listen to it back. A week later, and be like, "Oh, that was a bit of a motorway on there. Oh, I did see someone yeah. driving the wrong way down the motorway." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you? How are you? Um, did you happen to miss anything this weekend? Miss anything? Uh, like football? Hmm. Yeah, I did completely because I don't watch any other league. <laughs> and there was this discussion that, okay, guys. Just relax. You can watch the Bundesliga. You can watch Italian football, mm-hmm. Campionato, or uh, whatever. But I'm not this kind of. <laughs> I don't even follow the Greek football anymore. I have no idea what they're doing. Oh, really? Although I, I just read that um, James Rodriguez is going to Olympiacos. No, is he? Yeah. Yeah, along with Marcello, the Real Madrid oh, left back. That's weird. Yeah. So. Building on some experience there. Hmm. Unless they want to bring them to Nottingham Nottingham Forest next. So, you know. Yes, because it's the same owner. There's always always the link. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, like like Brentford do with their feeder clubs in in Denmark. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just try them out. Um, Try them out while they're 32, 33 years old, and then we bring them in the Premier League when they're 35. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um, how about you I'm doing good I pulled my wild card and I've already lost value in assets by transferring them in and transferring them out because I've been so like back and forwards as to what I think I want to be doing on my wild card it's just a big sort of mess really um, but I've got two options and I feel like I've come to terms with my options so I can present those now, or we could do it later. Do you want to um, chat about the the lack of football first, and then move on? Yes, to the let's. We can actually, yeah, talk about. Obviously, this is not news, especially now that mm-hmm. we are kind of a week later. But um, obviously, we had that sad event of the Queen's death. Yeah, which uh, we. I mean, we don't need to discuss more on either the political effects or the social effects or whatever. It is it's a still... world event. It is a it is a world event, and you know, lots of people in Germany came up and wished me like uh, bylight. Uh, they they said uh, we're sorry for your loss, effectively. Yeah, and I sort of felt a bit weird about it, but also I I understood it and I appreciated it for what it was because I. Um, yeah, it, it was like a, a an old aunt dying, really, wasn't it? 
It is. It's, she she always had the feeling of, of being the, the grandma yeah. of, of every family. Exactly. Uh, I I can't tell for sure because I'm I'm here for the past seven years, so it's not the same. But I completely respect and understand the culture and um, how people are used to. It's it's an end of an era. Yeah. We, we can all understand that and we can all respect that. Yeah. So that makes every decision made after that justified. Yeah. Even if being Greek, someone could possibly not understand why this football has to be postponed, for instance. Yeah. But you cannot get into the deep feeling of how this must have felt for for the for the majority of English families. Completely. Let's say. There are a lot of people saying that it should not have been cancelled and other things went ahead. Um, and yeah. what I like two pence on it really is that as, so I've worked in a lot of places, you know, um, we both studied at the Royal Academy of Music that had um, royal status because the Queen was a patron. Uh, I've worked at the Royal Opera House as a steward, like, you know, breaking tickets um, and that sort of stuff. And there was a plan that we were told in our training for that um, job that if the Queen died when we were working, everything would be cancelled for two weeks. And, you know, I was like, fair enough, it's the Royal Opera House. She's not going to die. She's all she's made out of like titanium. She'll be going on until she's <laughs> 105. Anyway, but like it was it was a plan that the house knew about and the house told everyone in their training because it's uh, an establishment that does host Prince Charles and the Queen and, and people like that anyway. So um, they had their own little private entrance where they would go so they didn't get disturbed by, um, you know, people trying to get autographs or whatever. Um, and it was a, a really cool place to work. But it was just generally understood that if the Queen did die, no theatre would happen in the country specifically for two weeks and the queen then died and then they cancelled the performance on the day of the death and they've agreed to cancel the performances on the day of the funeral completely understandable but they've cancelled nothing else and that really yes. like surprised me because that was the rules that we were taught in our training in 2018-19 when I was working there. And it's not that long ago, so I don't... But, like, COVID has since happened, and these establishments are all seriously suffering from that um, closure and, and that, uh, you know, audiences are still down 20% in most theatres, generally, like we've um, been working in. And um, in in the career, like... People are very keen to make sure every show goes ahead because every little counts at this moment in time to stop these theatres from closing. So, do you think that's the reason? Because uh, from from what I hear, is that the um, the Queen herself had asked. I mean, it, it doesn't make much sense though if you're telling me that this was happening like less than five years ago. Yeah. But she had asked that things should continue as normal. So does this play any part to that? Maybe maybe kind of they aborted the first the original plan and they just said, okay, we'll just go to minimum. 
Yeah, or maybe. Did, maybe did did she change her mind because of COVID and all of that? What you said that I don't want the country to suffer even more. That could also be a, an option. Potentially, but it's strange Things that you mentioned arts mm. because uh, so far we've been talking a lot about sports and the difference between sports and arts is the sports most of the times need police need, need police mm-hmm. to be you know uh, monitoring or being around. So one of the reasons that football was the first to be called off is that football needs more police forces than any other sports. Completely. Because rugby and um, cricket did continue, were played during during the weekend. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people in football arguing why did they have to continue and we we could also have our games as normal. But yeah. it's actually the football fans' fault that they need so much of police forces to babysit yeah. them in yeah. a way. Yeah, so I, I can also understand why there has been a different, a different approach on football uh, rather than the other sports. But what you mentioned about the arts is also a thing that uh, I, I had the same. Uh, my, my wife works in, in the theater as well. So they had the the Thursday night. Actually, they did go through with a with a show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cancelled. It, mm-hmm. it had already started, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, they they would have to kind of stop performance and and go home. Yeah. And the only day that they will be off is the night of um, the evening of the funeral. Yeah. Which goes according to to uh, what you said about the Royal Opera House as well. Which is a Monday night, so everyone's like, "Yeah, fine, we're all shut on Mondays anyway." But most most of the theaters are off as well. Yeah, I just remember the training being like, you know, if she dies during a performance, the show will be stopped immediately, <laughs> and you know, the manager will walk on stage and the manager will say, uh, "Very sorry to disrupt your performance, ladies and gentlemen, but the Queen has died. Uh, the performance will no longer." Do you know, like? It was that sort of, it was so like, um, like dystopian and, and like weird when we were being trained about it. We were like, what a weird little thing yeah, to happen. Yeah, that's never going to happen. And, and it just yeah, like, yeah. And, and it clearly didn't ever happen, which is also another thing. But yeah, the other, it's just, I think it's weird. I think it's a bit upsetting for football fans that their sport didn't go ahead and other sports did because of the policing, because they need more policing. And there would be an argument from people saying that maybe, you know, the reason why they get so aggressive is because the police are there and all these sorts of things. So um, I think it's it's a really this is a social socio political question that we don't have the answer to personally. And I, I think um, it is sad, but what's done is done. They've cancelled one entire week and. Then they've gone and cancelled two extra games this weekend for specifically policing issues, which I think I, I'm a little bit upset with the fact that there was no football last weekend. But in reality, we're all adults. I got over it. I went and spent some time with my friends. I spent a little bit more time chatting to my family and I made the, the most of it. And then... Yeah, we have to be, we have to be a bit realistic. It's... it's uh... Something of such magnitude yeah. that we can we can all move along and just say, okay, it's just a weekend without football. That it's not that 
that our lives has been have been cancelled in a way. We we have suffered two years of COVID, being being at home and not being able to go get out, and now just a, a weekend with no football is such a big problem. Yeah. After such a huge event, I mean, it's it is really a huge event. Even if you are a monarchist or not, even if you were sympathizing with a specific person, mm-hmm. even if you uh, you thought that uh, I mean, I've read so many things from Greeks about her stance on on the Cypriot matters mm-hmm. uh, back in the like yeah. decades ago. Yeah, yeah. Come on, we're talking yeah. about a, mo- a a queen that has lasted for seventy years. Yeah, and she's dead. Get. Oh. Mature guys. <laughs> She's got the Guinness World Record. Country records. will have to put. Will have to be on pause for yeah. some days. It's the normal. It's it's this the same thing I would expect, even for a prime minister in a country, yeah. even for a for a local authorities for a smaller community. We have to take into account. I heard a lot of people. They were they were saying, "Come on, you can't be uh, a more. It's it's just a human being." Why didn't you do the same thing for the for the victims in Ukraine? Come on, get get real. That's a really like there's a really important point there is that actually after this event happens, we go back to normal. We've not been invaded by a neighboring country and our players and managers are not being forced to leave the country because there's a war continuing to go on in our country you know football got cancelled in ukraine i'm not even some football i think is being played in the ukraine i feel at the minute um but like players are being transferred out and all this sort of stuff and these clubs are not going to be the same again because they've just been ransacked for half their players on the cheap um so it's it's there are worse events happening in this world right now and more reasons for people to get upset than this one someone's died take it at at the same time what is also important is we need to understand i know it might be a bit cynical but as the the rules in in journalists say that if there's a if there's a small event happening in a village it's bigger than a huge event happening in the city so when it's next to you it affects you more yeah I, i don't know if people cannot understand that but for the uk it's a huge event yeah, the the war in Ukraine is a massive is a massive event, but it affects people less. It's realist. It's realism. It's yeah. not. It does not have to do with if the value of life is more or less. Yeah, it is practical. I remember. I mean, I, we we use that in arts uh, when they said about how to to make or your CV when you're going uh, abroad. If you want to apply for the hometown that you have, um, you want to make a concert. You will yeah. have your hometown teacher first, uh-huh. even if it's an unknown person, if it's a, of no importance, yeah. because that's what is important for that uh, for that small community. Yeah. Whether if you go to a major event and festival, you will use your university most, exactly. professor or something. I mean, this is how it works. Yeah. Completely, completely. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy. So. To confirm, the games that are called off are the entirety of last weekend. Game week seven, gone. We've already done it. It's fine. The next game week eight is, um, first of all, the Crystal Palace Brighton Hove Albion match, which would have been interesting because they would be in, uh, Brighton will be in a managerial change and a swap, um, which we had spoken about previously on the last episode. And I really hoped it didn't happen, but it did happen. Um, 
And then the other games are uh, Liverpool Leeds and Man United. No, no it's Liverpool Chelsea, Chelsea, Man United Liverpool Leeds. And Man United, yeah. 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 So uh, Chelsea assets, United assets, Liverpool assets, Leeds assets, Palace, Brighton are all blanking in game week eight. And we have a further update in game week 12, don't we, Anis? We do, we do, because the, the Arsenal, PSV and Eindhoven fixture in the Europa League did not happen or is not happening. Sorry, it's did tomorrow. Not. Oh, uh, we're, yeah, recording, yeah. We're, we're recording Wednesday. So it's not going to happen. Due to police. Uh, I, will explain, I will explain the reasons for all those four fixtures that are, are called off, mm-hmm. uh, which means that uh, UEFA has forced those two teams to play, mostly Arsenal, Mm-hmm. Uh, because they are the ones who kind of uh, caused the cancellation of the fixture. So they have to play that uh, in the midweek where the ge- where game week 12 is going to happen. Yeah. What does that mean? That Arsenal cannot play in the Premier League on that week. We had a similar situation, if you remember, uh, last year with Tottenham and their conference league game. Uh, I, who was it? I think, was it again... Was it uh, the Netherlands? Was, was it? Was, was it oh, was it right? It was it's a French one, yeah. But we just had to cancel because of COVID, because of COVID, and then you could you could never fit it in. Yeah. So that's why you just you just had to um, get out of the competition without without playing the games. Completely. So for Arsenal, these things are it's it's easier this year. So they will not play against Man City their home game in game week twelve, what which will become shame. automatically. A blank game week. Yeah. That is actually, it's funny because it's only one game out of the game week, but it's such an important one because yeah. many of us have like more than four or five players of those two teams. Completely. So, Completely. and and if you're wildcarding now, which is happening to most of the teams, it means that you probably have to take into account that during that week, you won't have those players. Yeah. And there's no planning on double game week for those teams until the World Cup, yeah. which means that you won't take advantage of that in the near future. Exactly. Now, all these four fixtures are very justifiably cancelled. Mm-hmm. The Palace, the Brighton Palace was cancelled originally for the strike, for the train engineers stri- uh, strike. Yeah. Which yeah. is funny because then it, it got called off. Mm-hmm. So there's no strike in place, but it will Again, be impossible so to re- reschedule the picture on the same day yeah. it would be a big uh, problem plus it is a bit of a um, a big game for those two teams as we've mentioned before yeah so again i i don't know if it that had to do with policing anyway but but still the, the picture remains cancelled yeah now the other two are big games regarding the fans yeah so chelsea liverpool okay i think we all understand that but also Manchester United leads. Mm-hmm. Um, many new followers of the Premier League might not know, but there's quite a big of a rival, a bit of a rivalry between those two teams, mostly from Leeds' side. Yeah, that has to do with players moving from Leeds to going to Man United. Yeah, in really, the past yeah, where yeah. that right. Alan Smith mm-hmm. uh, that led to the decline of of the team as well. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like a, a north. England. They did pay a world Derby. record fee for Ferdinand at the time, didn't they? They uh, did. They did. They did. Yes. Defender, wasn't it? Sorry. 
and uh, and Alan Smith was kind of a very expensive transfer. Yeah. He was trying. He was trying to help the team. He was the last to leave when yeah. the team was kind of demolished. But anyway, it is it is a game that would need a lot of um, policing as yeah. well, and because the police forces are needed in London for the funeral, yeah. they have. Uh, ordered uh, units from other big cities of of the UK, so they wouldn't have the, the enough numbers yeah. for the game as well. So it's called off as well. And finally, the um, the Arsenal Eindhoven one. Now this, as we know, the Dutch uh, supporters kind of travel in in, in, in thousands. Yeah. Yes, when when they're going to away games. Yeah. So it would have been quite a dangerous trip mm-hmm. without having the forces. And you would say it's five days before the funeral, but because the police forces will be occupied, will be kind of on duty for the whole weekend and Monday, they need to have day days off. Yeah. During the week. Yeah. So they can't have. All of that for the whole week. By the way, for people who live in London, you can see what a, a crazy situation London is getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are police officers everywhere, everywhere. I live very close to to the airport that uh, the the Queen, the Queen's um, uh, Heathrow. How would you call it? No, it's not Heathrow. It's oh, oh okay. Yeah, they yeah. use the the military airport. Mm-hmm. So last night it took me like two and a half hours to get from the centre of London to my place. It was it was really crazy. So I, I'm only saying all this because people from far away might not understand how this must must have affected the city. Yeah, and uh, that's why they're cancelling a game on Thursday, mm. which. Some would say it has nothing to do with Monday and all the events. Yeah. Oh. I think we could do our own like podcast. And let's so we come to the now. How does that affect you? Can you say that what? one more time? Because it's come through really, really quickly. <laughs> you broke up a little bit on the signal there. Not okay. Shall we? Shall we go there into the FPL discussion and see how all of those changes affect us into the game? Good. Yes. So we've got blank game week eight, blank game week twelve, nine, ten, eleven, perfectly normal. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, perfectly normal. World Cup. That's all we care about because at the World Cup we have a wild card that we have to use. So looking at stretches. There are definitely a couple of teams that stand out with good fixtures. Firstly, um, I think I'm going to go with Spurs, West Ham, um, Newcastle, Villa, and um, Man City. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, Man City-ish if they don't have without their cancelled fixture. So these teams have excellent fixtures. And I would be, you know, heavily considering these. And they don't have the blanks in game week eight. Um, City. Why don't... not Bournemouth? Uh, Why not Bournemouth? I've got it set to relative 
So I've got it set to relative to team strength, and Bournemouth, because they're bad, don't okay. with any okay. fixtures. I, but I see, I see. Bournemouth do officially have a good run as well. So you, you've got Fulham you, as well. Um, yeah, Fulham have got Forest, Newcastle, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, Everton, Man City, Man United. So the last two of the last Fulham two are the dodgy ones. Are tough. West Ham in there as well, and Newcastle. Um, Bournemouth have got. Uh, Newcastle, Brentford, Leicester, Fulham, Southampton, West Ham, Tottenham, Leeds, Everton. So West Ham and Tottenham again. Um, but because it's Bournemouth, they might also be tougher. My main reason why I didn't mention Bournemouth is because I'm on the wild card. Uh, I think I mentioned that at the very beginning. And I cannot fit a Bournemouth player in, or I don't want to fit a Bournemouth player in, to be more specific. Um, well put. Because... The only part of my FBL wildcard that I am 100% happy with is my forward line. Um, let's go with it. My forward line is Harry Kane, Erling Haaland and Alexander Mitrovic. Perfect. I think anything else is a bit... Um, yeah, Kane down to um, an Isak or a Tony is well worth its weight in gold, I, I think. I think those two players... I would take, and it would allow me to have a bigger midfield if I wanted to. But for the time being, that's the one I'm going with because I want the guaranteed player at Spurs. And we did talk about Richarlison and Son and uh, Kulusevski. And in reality, the only one who I don't see, you know, minutes being taken from is Harry Kane, unless Tottenham are winning. And if Tottenham are winning, there's quite a good chance that Harry Kane has been involved in the goal. So that's very true. I think Son should be coming out of the team sometime soon. Um, you know, it's out of the starting lineup for Richarlison because Kulusevski has been playing really, really well. And Kulusevski has been um, the person to give way for Richarlison in terms of minutes recently. So, yeah, I think uh, Harry Kane's the one that I'm, I'm on there. Haaland, everyone knows what the deal is. Uh, I've missed him for the first eight game weeks and I'm not going to miss him for the next eight. Good, good, good choice. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that means anything. I, if it was me doing this swap, I would feel that this is going going to go really bad. The, yeah. the moment I got Haaland, things are, I, I don't know, just going to... Haaland's going to start scoring. He's going. Haaland will start blanking now. I completely agree with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, those three are are ideal. I am thinking of uh, Kane myself because I've mm -hmm. got Mitrovic and Haaland, mm -hmm. and I've got uh, Jesus. So I'm not sure. I'm probably going to drop him. I, I'm not sure where to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I completely agree. So mm -hmm. we move on to the midfielders then, because that's actually. It makes perfect sense to have those three, but only in relate to in, like related to what you have in the midfield. Okay, so this is yeah very important, and what I am currently struggling with is the midfield, and I've got option one and option two. I'm going to go with option. My first and my my gut feeling is salaless. And yes. the reason why I'm going salaryless is because um, I've had him for the first eight game weeks and he has really struggled for returns. He's not been worth his time. Like, you know, he's not been worth it for me. 
And I went Salah over Haaland and well, Kane over Haaland as well. And that stopped me from getting to um, Haaland when I needed to. So, and also I chose not to because I'm an idiot. But what this means is I'm going to go with... Um, I I don't want to worry about Salah because in game week 16, I've got another wild card coming up. So if Salah starts going mental in this run and um, the thing is, I predict them not to necessarily go mental because of the fact that they've got fixtures where they've got a blank fixture in game week eight. They've got Brighton who are going to be a different team, but we'll see what happens. You've got Arsenal in 10, City, West Ham. And then from 13 onwards, there are a, a series of nice fixtures where you've got Forest, Leeds, Southampton and Spurs. So for three of those, three of these fixtures, I'll be interested in Salah. And the rest, I'm not not interested in Salah, but I don't think Salah will be going big. Salah could get a return against these teams, but I don't think Salah will go you know i don't think crazy city for example he'll score a hell of a lot of goals i just think he's got the ability to score one or two which is enough for salah but i'm putting my uh chips elsewhere so to speak so um because of that i'm not going for a big midfielder to move to salah easily i'm spreading the funds and having a balanced midfield should we say so i've got yeah um, Jared Bowen for great fixtures and the fact that he starts the fact that he has a chance of being on penalties and I feel like yeah his fixtures are just something that I can't miss out on I've got Zaha who blanks in the game week one then plays Chelsea and then has a run of good fixtures right up until game week 16 Zaha could become uh, another asset if and then I could move to him in game week 10 if needs be, but I'm not decided on that yet. Um, I've got Martinelli, of course. I've got Andreas from Fulham. And I've got Gordon from Everton. Everton's Gordon. I don't want to have a, f- a 4.6, 4.7 million asset. I just feel like I want to spend that money for the time being. And if I need to, I can go down to Bailey to get that Aston Villa coverage. But Gordon has got West Ham, Southampton, Man United, Spurs. Oh, this is looking terrible, isn't it? I should just go with Bailey. Um, Newcastle, <laughs> Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Bourne. So after um, Newcastle in game week 12, they've got some good fixtures. But up until that point, they've not got that good fixtures. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go with Bailey, I think. Bailey, Bailey over Gordon, and I'll just keep the money in the bank, sod it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it does. It does make sense, actually. Because you said about Zaha, mm-hmm. I was going to ask: uh, Can you not find a similar priced player that has good fixtures? I'm, I mean, I'm drawing. I, I should have done that for you, just for the sake of the argument. But uh, someone for game week eight and nine yeah. has two good fixtures. So even if you need to take a hit, yeah, to get Zaha then it's worth it because Zaha's going to only play Chelsea whilst the other is going to play two fi- two games. Yeah, so it's kind of like a sky two for one. Completely. Um, it's something I'm going to look at. It's But that's the sort of 
the foothold player that I've got in there because that's the player that I want long term in the world. How much is he card. now? Is he seven seven point six? Seven two. Oh, seven two. Okay. Yeah. So not even. So that what you could also do, what you could also do is, if you go to Bailey, then yeah. you can easily go for a, a seven point six. Yeah. And and drop and drop into Zaha, and then in two weeks you will have the money in the bank that you will need. Exactly. So that could be a a good way to. Yeah, that's definitely something I feel like. Actually, do both. In I'm going to go for. Yeah, I agree. But what does that mean for your defense? Um, so my defense is pretty standard. There's one place that's undecided, um, but it's Cancelo, Reese James, Trippier, Neko Williams, and the place that's undecided at the minute has Emerson Royal Royal in it. And this was before last night's game, where. It's, it's not that he's a bad player. It's that he is in the wrong position. He is not a fullback. And he has so little attacking threat going forwards that I just think that um, Conte... I was going to say Pochettino. I just think that Conte is going to um, have to make that change at some point because we can't go on having zero threat down that right-hand side because people would just go with the tactic of give Emerson Royale the ball because yeah. he has... You can't do anything with it. He has pace and he can be destructive down that right wing with his pace, but uh, the the ball playing in that position is terrible. Um, so I have Emerson Royale there because of the fact he has his place in the team. But I get the feeling... I, I would like a Spurs defender. Um, and it could be Perisic. Um, but it could be that that Gordon money goes into Perisic. And I just say, you know, sod it. It could also be Sessignon because Perisic could be playing the European games. Um, and Sessignon could be playing the league games. Uh, we're not sure how this works. But I wouldn't be surprised. Perisic had a, you know, a pretty good game last night. And... Despite the fact they lost 2-0, I don't see um, him playing, him starting in the Premier League this week. This weekend. Yeah, and in a way, he's not, he's not needed that much. No. Not... Because the Leicester's defence is really bad. You would, you would think that it, you don't need the extra... To, uh, you can use him after 50, 60 minutes. Yeah. 60 minutes. We made one sub and it was Humanson off. And yeah. Like Perisic played the full 92 or so minutes. So I get the feeling that he'll get the rest in the, um, uh, in the league. So yeah, yeah there, so if you can think of anyone, there's also like Zinchenko and those sorts of players that I've been looking at. I've also looked at gone, going right down to Emerson Palmieri, you know, four million. And but the thing is with the midfield, I just don't want any more money in that midfield. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The, the the only thing I could think of would be quite soon if you would, but we need to see Chelsea first i would easily if i have money and don't know what to do with it i could uh punt on sterling at some yeah point. i mean it's crazy mentioned by me who is he's one of my players in the, in the blacklist completely uh, but, 
I could see I could see him being a, a really great punt. Completely. Or even Bruno Fernandes. But I mean, this this 10 million, which is very hard to get to, if you have this luxury of having a, a few a couple of million at, at the side, yeah. you are one of the only people who can do it. That's what yeah. I mean. Because no one's gonna drop from KDB to Bruno. Yeah. Uh, or no one's but it will be impossible to go from Diaz or Bowen or Kulusevsky to, yeah. to them. So maybe that would be the only, and, and you could kind of be first to get on, on this bandwagon. Yeah. Sterling's a, a good pick, but he's also got the blank game week and, and then he plays Christopher. Yes, Pan. exactly. So it is the yeah. reverse. And then Bruno is also another good pick, but Bruno's got a blank game week. And, a blank as well. Uh, yeah. And then City. So it's the it's same. Not, it's not ideal. Same sort of problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so may I ask, because I heard you've got Trippier. Yeah. Have you doubled up with Pope? I've or are got you Pope in as it stands. I bought Pope in as my only transfer um, of last week, On game seven, week seven. seven. Yeah. yeah, because Mendy was dropping. So I put, bought Pope in because Pope was going up. Pope still hasn't gone up. Yeah. And Mendy did drop. But... Um, my team value is so shocking right now anyway. doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, Pope and Ward are my keepers. I am very happy with Pope and Ward. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, I like Pope a lot. I mean, yeah. this, this is a big, a big dilemma for me uh, because I want to go to Newcastle defence yeah. and I don't have the luxury of a wild card. So yeah. I can't start taking hits to get them. Yeah, and I don't know if I I should go Raya to Pope or my defender, someone one of the defenders to Trippier. I think I like Pope a lot. Yeah, but the most reasonable thing would be to get Trippier. Yeah, and that's because my defenders are the ones I want to get. I need to get rid of. Yeah, because I've got Dunk, who's got the cancel fixture, and yeah. then he starts on a bad run. Yeah. So he was already on the chopping board. I had that that booked transfer. Yeah. Uh, dunk to Trippier anyway. Mm-hmm. So in adding one more for Reya to Pope would mm-hmm. not make sense. Agreed. The only thing I was waiting for, if the London games were cancelled and yeah. then Reya would not play, yeah, it would justify taking a hit and getting Pope. But now I probably will have to either wait. Yeah. Or I mean, what I've done, I'm kind of quickly going through my thoughts for my team because mm-hmm. I mean your your wildcard seems quite legit it's it, it makes perfect sense yeah doing all of those things uh, and you've got room for some differential so that you can Move build forward. a bit more in in catching yes catching up yeah uh, I've got less movements to make I've got two free transfers that I've been carrying yeah uh, but I need, I want to change at least three, four players. Yeah. So one of the things I'm thinking of, remember I said that last week, is having a mini wild card with a minus four. Yeah. And having three players, uh, which is not that bad, I feel. Completely, yeah. Especially because everyone's going to wild card, so I'm going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players I want to change in the near future are Jesus and uh, Salah from the expensive side. Yeah. And then my two defenders 
uh, dunk for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure now that things have gone that way. Stones is not that necessary at the moment. Yeah, because he was flagged, but after all this time, he probably isn't anymore. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not sure I need to get rid of him. So yeah, the three transfers are quite straightforward. Those three, uh, Jesus, Salah, and and Dunk. Dunk will go to Trippier, as I said. Mm -hmm. And the problem with Salah is that this is the reason I haven't even checked. I don't want to go and do anything. It's either going to be downgrade and upgrade Hesus into Kane, mm -hmm. or I don't know, go KDB or Son. I I really don't know where to go, and that's I I don't want to make a move just because I don't want to like a revenge move on Salah. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I want to move him out by getting someone I I really want to. Yeah. So the option is more likely to go down on, you know, either a Bowen or something like a Madison. I, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. And then upgrading Jesus to Kane. Yeah. Rather than, than forcing a KDB or a, or a Son. KDB, of course, is a great pick. And he's getting up in price as like every day he's, he's got a lot of people yeah. targeting him. But... I would never captain him. So that's the reason I'm selling Salah. Yeah. So why should I get KDB if I'm not captaining him anyway? That's it. I've got Haaland and I've got Kane. And I mean, it's sort of like, okay, you've got, I, I can look at my captaincies and when uh, City play Liverpool, Spurs have got Everton. Spurs have Man United when City blank against Arsenal. Fair enough. That's not a great one. It'd be nice Liverpool will play West Ham, so it's not exactly like Liverpool have got a great fixture then either. Um, no. Brighton, Newcastle in game week 13, Leicester, Bournemouth in 14, um, Fulham when Kane, City have got Fulham when Spurs have got Liverpool, and Brentford leads in game week 16. So they pretty much rotate in terms of captaincies, and Mitrovic yeah. plays Aston Villa in game week 12. So, you know, there's there are some good punts that I could take in 12 if needs be. And that's my only real suffering. Game week nine is a, a bit of a difficult one for a captaincy. And I don't, maybe, yeah, maybe Sterling is the best captain in game week nine against Palace. But other than that, I think you're fine not going with Salah and I think you're fine not going with KDB because you're not going to captain them if you've got Haaland in the team. So maybe it's a chance of going with more players in the midfield as you like spread. Yeah. I just I've taken all the money out of it and I'm happy with it as that. Because at the end of the day, if um, for example Salah gets injured, I'm I'm really sorted. But if it gets to game week twelve and uh, Liverpool start their better run of fixtures, so to speak. Then we've got, um, you've got Jota, you've got Darwin Nunes that I can go down from Haaland or Kane. You've got um, Luis Diaz that I can also get onto if I need to get that money somewhere. I think I will have some money in the bank in case I want to go, for example, Cancelo to... Um, 
Trent or Robbo, but I am going completely Liverpoolless, and for the first time in my life, it doesn't scare me. Yes, I was th- I was thinking of that. Having those two forwards uh, gives you this opportunity of if something goes wrong, uh, most people will kind of switch from one to another. Yeah. If there's an injury of one of them, yeah, you know, everyone's gonna go to the other one. Yeah, but the ones who have two will have the opportunity to drop to any player completely, and then have so much money to kind of go anywhere else. So it is a blessing in disguise. And the I other thing say. is, Jota is also a forward. So yes, yeah. I've got an eight million midfielder that I can transfer over to Luis Diaz if needs be. But I could easily hit Diaz, um, Jota or Nunes and any of the defenders. The only one that would be difficult to get to would be Salah. Yes. So, yeah. Which, as we said, it's, it's, the, it's the captaining thing. Uh, one of my thoughts is that because I'm so bad in getting the right captaincy, I should probably ignore yeah. having options for captaincy i'll just go with Haaland every week yeah uh, as as most people on the game will so if if we all suffer if, if something goes bad we all will suffer yeah and so it's better if i have players within the team that get points yeah even if i miss my captaincy i know how big the captaincy is because i've i've uh, i've been torturing myself by always <laughs> picking the wrong one exactly so uh, i know how important it is but since i'll never get it right I'll just accept the fact and always go with Haaland, mm-hmm. get that, you know, good or bad, whatever it is, yeah. and then rely on 10 good players aside him. Exactly. Um, I think that that's the way to go, at least until, until the Unlimited on, on the World Cup. Agreed. I'm with you. I'm completely with you there. Because I can't be going on and off. This mm-hmm. is... This has been very painful. Yeah, definitely. It has never been effective for me. Never have I got it right. Kind of swapped one week to Salah getting his points. The next week going to Haaland and getting his points. It has always been the other way around. Yeah. So I prefer being the boring guy, having a perma-captain on Haaland. Every week. And having the money spread, yes, and having the money spread from Salah to, you know, better midfielders i've got i've got two dead spots in my teams in a way williams yeah. is a dead spot and uh and the silva is dead spot so why not do that, that yeah that's, that's my that's my thought i've got i was i liked the silver but i like but uh, he had a very good start which i benefited from and ever since then he's been awful and it's been clear that fulham's andreas was the one to go for so yeah, I'm. You know, I've made that move, um, and I, I think Bailey. You know, I think Villa have got some decent assets, and I can't um, get to the forwards because we're only allowed three forwards, and I want five right now. Um, but that's just the way it is. I'm not going to go. And Halland and Kane are the ones. I'm not going Son because we all know my opinion on Son and. I'm not going to go De Bruyne over Haaland because I don't think that's wise. I've been away from Haaland for so long. That's not something I want to do. So Bailey is a, um, you know, winger for Aston Villa is a great option in my opinion. 
And we've just got to start hoping that they start putting some goals away in these easier fixtures. Bale is a great cho- uh, choice, and yeah. he's so cheap now. So if suddenly you have, although you have a few returns, yeah. people might go back to him, and so you might even get gain something in in value. Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, I don't think that we will have much apart from obviously tonight's fixtures, the tonight Champions League and tomorrow Europa League. Yeah, that might you know change plans or. But other than that, I don't think that we should be expecting anything out of the field. You know, any announcements or any cancellations. No, I think it covers everything, I, and I don't think we'll get the rescheduled fixtures until well after Christmas now. Yeah. Which actually will be very, very interesting. I, I can imagine uh, double game weeks, that, especially that game week seven, Yeah, will be great. The, the time in which that game week seven was predicted to come would be around game week 22. That was one of the times they were predicting, which is the FA Cup. Um, is it yeah. the, double head, the double-legged... Quarterfinal, I don't know. One of the stages of the think, Cup yeah. where they'll take one of the double legs out and they'll put the they'll make it a single leg. But yes. around that is exactly the same game week backwards. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Which, so you, I don't think they will so go for that. You get yeah. like City Tottenham yeah. and then a week and then in the midweek Tottenham City. Yeah, which I think would be yeah. really funny. Um because it's one yeah. of those very few weeks that it could go into. But um, I don't we'll think we'll, we'll see, see that happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Good. Great podcast. Um, yeah. Anything else you feel like we need to add? Deadline is I, it's, Friday, uh, September the 16th Friday. at 6.30. Yes. What's 630 the Friday game then? Uh, it's the Newcastle. It's the, no, it's the Sheffields. No, not Sheffield, sorry. Nottingham Forest, uh, Leeds and Villa, Southampton, I think, isn't it? Uh, No, Leeds is cancelled, so it's Nottingham Forest, Fulham. Um, And what, you think Southampton is also Villa? No, Villa, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Got got the last week's game. Cool. Good. Brilliant, right. So you'll be informed for any updates during the week um, on WhatsApp and and uh, Twitter. Exactly. And Keep in touch. Until next time. Stay safe. And stay tuned, guys. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, everyone. Also Radio.